Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. And welcome to episode 74 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with just two-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team again. Kev, how's it going? What is going on, everyone? And this week, to fill in for the rest of our members, we're joined by the members of Mamba Insurance. So uh, they're specifically Kobe collectors. We have Mark, we have Rich, we have Daryl, and you may remember Will. Will's on a previous episode a couple of months ago. He's not here yet. He'll be here in a minute. He's just putting his, his kid to sleep. So, uh, <laughs> guys, well, welcome to the pod. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we appreciate you jumping on. As you know, it's uh, basketball month, so uh, we figured this was a good time to get a Kobe episode in here. And there, there was some news recently about Kobe, so we'll get to discuss that a little bit. Yeah, big news, big news for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, anything been on a uh, feed for you guys recently or any pickups? We can uh, start with Mark, I guess. Maybe no pickups, right? I know we talked about no pickups, but uh, what, what have you been wearing the last week or so? Just a mix of Kobe sevens and nines. To be honest, like it's it's whatever socks I go to sleep in and I'll wake up <laughs> and I'll just kind of match it out with whatever I can find. But uh, yeah, so it's been mostly Kobe sevens and nines this week. In terms of pickups, really nothing. Kind of holding it off, waiting, because I'm probably going to get those L's on sneakers. So I got to mm. save up as much money for resale as possible. <laughs> but that's that's pretty much it. Nice. And Rich, what about you? Got a couple things, Andy. So I just got these in today. The Kobe 5 Pro Tro okay. uh, Wow. Nice. Dope. Um, Dope. So I think Mark actually made me make sure that all the listing for these. So I picked these up off eBay a couple of days ago. So shout out to, to Mark for always uh, looking out for that. So that's, that's my um, latest pickup. And then uh, I also grabbed Concepts Air Max ones that uh, they came out recently. The far out pair? Yeah, I picked up the the far out pair in person last weekend when they came out. I got lucky with the other two as well. Mm-hmm. Great pack, yeah. I, I'm happy to say I was able to, to get all three as well. And I mean, I'm a huge Air Max guy. Trev's also an Air Max guy. So, I mean, definitely was a must have to have the, that pack, but glad you were able to, to hit on that far out pair. So you have the, you got, you got them in hand. Because you went to yeah, pick them up. Yeah, no, I, I got them all. I got them all in hand. Although I got to say, a lot of my collection right now is actually in, in storage because I'm currently based in New York, but planning to move out to LA in a couple months. So Ooh. already starting to, to pack a whole bunch of stuff up. So like, I want to say like 90% of my collection right now is just all stored up. So that'll be interesting across country with the sneaker collection. I'd be, uh, <laughs> I'd have anxiety. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a mess. I don't I don't recommend doing it unless you have to. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. So anything on feet then? Like you've been rocking anything? Yeah, I mean uh, a couple Air Maxes or the Neon ninety fives the other day. Those are one of my you know all time favorite Air Maxes. I think a classic model, and then a couple Air Max ones. I just have like a small ish rotation right now. Just like I said, because a lot of my collections in storage right now. So just keeping a few pairs on hand and then just making do with that. So Daryl, what about you? As far as rotation, I wore some Air Max 97s for Air Max day, but the one shoe that I wore that like 
I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. It kind of blew me away as the Bodega New Balances. Those were like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Super comfortable. They're like a next level comfortable, man. And mm-hmm. uh, they look super nice on feet. So uh, that was the one that like I put it on. I kind of didn't want to take it off. So that's probably the one that stood out the most, I think. Nice. Any, any major pickups for you? Nothing major. I'm just kind of. Well, I guess in the last, I got free throw line threes in not too long ago. That's that, that Ooh, was big, okay. Yeah, that was a big pickup for me. I got the Rebellionaires. I got Playoff Twelve, Supreme Dunks, the black pair of Supreme Dunks that recently dropped. I got those. Oh yeah, I needed those. I actually want to put them on trade block or something to get the brown pair. I want the brown pair over the black pair. Um, brown pair? Yeah, of the Supreme Dunks. Yeah. You mean like, the, well, there was a Brazil one, and then there was a blue. Oh no, not that, not that pack. The, uh, the the low top dunks that dropped. I guess the end of last year. I guess in the fall. Oh, oh, the Supreme. Oh, with the oh, stars. I see. With, with the, the stars. stars on it. Oh, the, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. The I thought you meant the most recent one. My bad. Oh no, 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 no. The lows. Other than that, that that's pretty much it. But after that, just basic releases. Nothing like super major. Some I got a couple pairs of Lamelo balls. A couple New Balances here and there. That's pretty much it for me. I like the variety, Daryl. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, a little bit everywhere. <laughs> I, I know we talked about this a little bit off camera, but can you can you mention because you said you played in the in the the Lamelo balls, right? Yeah. And you said yeah, you liked them. Very comfortable shoe. Um, I think if you would have told me two three years ago that, that I would have paid for a Puma with my own money, I probably would have laughed laughed in your face. But <laughs> I have like four, I have like four four or five pairs now, and I I, I thoroughly enjoy them. So. And I'm actually looking forward to more. So uh, there's that. I have heard yeah. nothing but good things about that shoe. A bunch of people that I know that fall pretty seriously have, you know, been like, I love this shoe. It's great, which really, yeah. I don't want to say surprised me because I'd heard good things about Puma basketball before, but it's interesting to see people gravitating towards Puma like that. That's definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know what you mean, where it was like three or four years ago, if someone were to tell me that, I was like, nah, get out of here, man. Like, yeah. that's not, that's not <laughs> ever. Exactly. I think I mean I think even Puma and New Balance. I think if somebody would have told me that three four years ago, I'd have been laughing. But I've definitely been diver- diversifying my uh, collection of uh, those two. And I think a lot of the, a lot of things lead to that. I think this sneakers app and everybody catching L's, mm-hmm. you know, branching out. I think also like the lack of Kobe's and the, the Nike Kobe uh, contract, which I guess you know obviously is the purpose of this particular episode. I think that, you know, Kobe's not releasing. A lot of different things led to me branching out, buying other brands. But that was the silver lining, you know, discovering new brands and new levels of comfort and different things that uh, you wouldn't buy every day. So, Yeah, for sure, man. And look nice. who we have. We got Will. He just joined us. So that's and made me feel bad, too. He is wearing Kobe hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on this pod is wearing some type of Kobe merchandise, except for Kev. <laughs> Sorry, it was it, I didn't even think to do that. Good job, so no Kev. disrespect. <laughs> but Will, yeah, thank you for joining us too. So Will, he was on yeah. a previous episode, goes by DMX God on Instagram. But uh, we were just going over some wears and pickups. Have you had anything uh, that you were rocking recently? Like I kind of followed you and Trev this month. I was basically all Air, Mo- Air Maxed out. So yeah. <laughs> I'm done with Air Max for, for a little bit. So like that's what I've been wearing lately. And then today I wore the Kobe 5 Pro Tro um, five-time champ to school. So we had a dodgeball tournament today. So I had a – I went all like casual, like sweatpants and everything. So 
couple of the kids were like, "Oh, you are you drippy and everything." I'm like, <laughs> "Sure, <Yeah>. sure." <laughs> nah, so I had to break those out because I haven't worn them in probably like almost a year or so. And then pickups, I just got the Mellow Air Max One from Concepts. I had the heavy come in today. And then I'm supposed to get the far out from a friend on Instagram. And then I got the Marina Air Max BW, oh, the nice. 2022 pair. I have yeah, the 2015. Yeah. So I kind of want to do like a little comparison shot because I think the newest one is kind of similar to the original colorway. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. Great pickups, great pick. great wears too. I, I, I caught a lot of your Air Max wears, so mm-hmm. you, you busted out some nice pairs there. But yeah, that Kobe, that Kobe five that you broke out today, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, beautiful pair too. I, so it wasn't just me that today, after you know, thirty-one days of Air Max, <laughs> I was like, I'm putting on a pair of Jordans, <laughs> or I'm putting something else on. I want to look away from Air Maxes for at least a week. Yeah, we're recording this on April first, so it was weird to to go to my collection and, and grab a pair of dunks. I was like, oh, you know what? I can wear dunks today. You know, it's the Air Max month is over. So I grabbed a pair of dunks. But yeah, no, super dope uh, wears, guys. Good pickups. But as you guys may have noticed already, group of guys here. We have Mark goes by HyperDunks24 on Instagram. We have Rich goes by RL underscore Wayne on Instagram. Daryl goes by Brother underscore D. Uh, brother d on instagram and then will who is a previous uh, guest goes by dmx god but they all run an instagram account on uh on ig mama insurance co and i know will mentioned this he made hints of it before on his episode so if you didn't catch that did plan like a follow-up for this basketball month so glad to have you guys on we'll get into it and we're going to talk a little bit about you know where it all started for you guys so I know we got four of you guys. You guys probably have intricate stories of, of everything, but you know, just we'll we'll do a quick run through of just you know where did it start for you guys in terms of sneakers. So maybe we'll start with Mark. For me, in fourth grade, it was like my first time because I, I grew up in the Philippines. Back in 1990, my parents were like, after well, my parents were in the U.S. for a little bit, so they were like, you know what, it's your turn to go to the U.S. Went to California, <laughs> and um, my aunt was like, we, she brought me to a Foot Locker, and she was like, hey, pick whatever you want on the wall. Mm-hmm. And in the Philippines, it's like you get one shoe for from mm-hmm. gym and then one shoe for the rest of the year. Right. So I mean, I ended up picking up like an SC2 uh, trainer, the infrared ones. Oh, good choice. Yeah. So I guess from after that, that was my first Nike. Basically, that's kind of where it all started. I mean, when it comes to Jordans, it was just because my cousin, my cousin kind of had almost like every Jordan that was going to come out. And then at one time, one pair didn't fit him. So I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> he gave it to me and it was like yeah. the Jordan 10s the steel Ooh, 10s okay. back in the nice day. nice yeah I mean it didn't really fit me perfectly either so I had to move the laces but sure. you know good thing there's that garter over the, around the tongue so that's oh, yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, how yeah. it yeah. yeah but I, I, that's yeah from like Nikes to Jordans and then eventually you know followed Kobe because um, he went to the Philippines in 1998 yes. and, and that was like the first NBA player I've seen like kind of hang out with like the local players, like the college players and stuff. So, you know, kind of just gravitated towards him from there. And yeah. I mean, the Philippines, he, I mean, Philippines, uh, they, they love Kobe out there, right? Like yeah. he's one of those guys that's definitely, you know, paid respect to, to the Philippines. He's played a lot of, uh, you know, just exhibition games there. He's gone out there, supported the the basketball culture there. So um, a lot of Filipinos that I know, they just love Kobe just because of, you know, how he's given back to the Philippines there. But super dope. And it's always been, what, Nikes and Jordans for you? Or 
for the most part, yeah. I mean, it's always just been Nike's Jordan. I did like uh, his Adidas, but it's mostly like the feet you wear stuff. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I am not a huge fan of like more the more boxy toaster looking yeah. Kobe's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably have almost every a model of everyone except the toasters, like the one, the Kobe <laughs> the one, toasters. the Kobe two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, yeah. when they said that the sunshine pairs are coming back this year, I, I was like, you know what? I might finally get one just to say I have a pair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, yeah, I, I just like the more yeah, organic yeah. rounded feel of the feet you wear stuff. You know, of course. Like, um, yeah. The sleeker shape and, and look to those ones for sure. Rich, how about you? Where did, uh, where did your sneaker journey begin? Yeah, so for me, I think it really started with 90s Nike basketball, just like getting into basketball as a little kid. And then, you know, you just start paying attention to, you know, what some of your favorite players are wearing on feet. And then, you know, I'd always go out to the mall with my dad and he was kind of weirdly into sneakers, too. Remember, he used to wear this like pair of like Air Max Griffey 2s back in the day. And I would just look up on like a lot of the, the sneaker walls. Uh, like athletes foot foot action foot locker places like that and mm-hmm. then just started getting more and more into that and then you know a couple of my earliest pairs i can remember that i really loved were like the air max up tempo threes or 97s and then just the the playoff 12s that just came back out so yeah for me it was really just kind of started with a love of basketball and then that just kind of snowballed from there with kobe specifically i went to high school just outside of Philly and Lower Merriam was about five minutes away from where I lived. So I kind of started following Kobe as he was like starting to gain some local traction. And I just started, you know, becoming, you know, a fan of him because, you know, I was a big fan of, of MJ. Like, you know, I think most people were, you know, mm-hmm. back in the nineties and, and everything. And, you know, I just started following his career and just becoming more and more of a fan of him. And, in contrast to Mark, actually, my first Kobe was the Adidas <laughs> Kobe 1. So for me, I actually have like a lot of nostalgia and sentimental attachment to them, though. So, but yeah, that's kind of how things got started for me. And then gradually just kind of following Kobe's line as he went from Adidas to, you know, free agency period that he had and then into Nike. So that's sort of been my journey. That's super dope, man. Um, Rich. Yeah, I mean, because Kobe's, uh, you know, Philly kid, I guess, yeah, when he was younger, Lower Marion, like that's when he started to become, you know, in the eye of all the basketball scouts and that sort of thing, for sure. That had been pretty crazy, actually, just to sort of follow him from his younger days, too, right? That must have been just, you know, super cool to, to experience because, you know, you know, when, you know, other players like, let's say, LeBron, for example, when he's younger and he's in, in Akron or, or whatever, then, you know, you hear about this kid in high school, but you never really know where he's going to take off to. But, you know, for you being, I guess, you know, maybe five minutes away from Lower Marion, like that local news must be something, you know, that's that's always in, in, in the papers and things like that, too. Like this kid's going to be special. But, uh, yeah, no, that's awesome to sort of like be able to experience that from a super young age where, where Kobe was uh you know, just starting out in basketball. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So Daryl, how about you, man? Where, where did your journey begin? I know you got a eclectic collection, but, uh, you know, it had to start from somewhere. So let's, let's hear what, uh, where that all began for you. Mine started when I was in the fourth grade, when he got game 13s dropped. Mm. And I remember like going to class one day and all my, all my classmates had them. Everybody had them, but me literally. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran home and like begged my mom to go to the mall to go get them because everybody had them. 
And she kept stalling me out for like days. And then when she finally took me, like they were completely sold out. Oh, no. And my consolation prize was a pair of Grant Hills. But he happened to be my favorite Ooh. player. But I mean, like everybody had the Jordan, so I wanted to sure. do. So that was probably like my earliest like sneaker memory. I would save up money and, and get pairs. In terms of Kobe's, I pretty much gravitated to him. The, the Adidas line, I like I liked because I liked him, but I didn't start buying Kobe's to like the Hirachi 2K4. Nice. We had a, yeah, yeah. we had a store in my mall that like had a bunch of them on clearance, so I would just go like grab those, and then like once he got his signature line, like the Zoom Kobe one, like I just like went all in, and like I never turned back from that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, and and you know what, the, Fila's not a bad consolation prize. I remember I wanted those too. Is the Fila ones? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, not Fila ones. The Grand Hill ones. Sorry, but yeah, no, what a great sneaker too. And I mean, like. I think back then, as much as we love Jordans and Nikes and that sort of thing, what was great about, you know, those days is that you had, you know, Reebok. I'm sure, you know, Rich experienced the the, the Iverson effect, yeah. right? Like all the, yeah. the Reeboks that yeah. were probably floating around in Philly. Yeah. But Fila, yeah. Grand Hills, right? And we, we could talk about LJ and his Converse yeah. and things like that, too. So, yeah. like, just a variety of Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse and his Fila's, too. Yeah, absolutely. So... I always call it like a, like a golden era of, of basketball, just in terms of signature yeah. sneakers and just every brand's got like a player that they kind of, mm -hmm. you know, that they can highlight too, like Ewing's back in the day too, like he had his mm -hmm. own line. So um, yeah. just a variety too. And I guess that sort of, you know, as much as we talk about Nike and Kobe and all those other brands too, like, you know, the roots are just sort of like in basketball in general. So I love that about all of you guys. And no disrespect to Will, he was on our episode previously and he did tell us about his his journey before. So if you didn't know about his journey, then you can go back to his episode and you can catch he just, he just Will just Will actually just started collecting Kobe. So we just yeah. go, we're gonna put that out there. He just started collecting them recently. So. He's the baby of the group then I guess. Yeah, right? he's, the, he's the baby boy. He's the baby boy. Yeah. So no. Kobe's on fifty percent off too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, normally, normally we'll get into like, you know, like deep dive into your each of your collections. But, you know, we'll twist it up a little bit here. And we'll, we'll talk about your collection, but I want to hear, you know, specifically about some of the Kobe stuff, because, you know, I see the post you guys post on Instagram and I see some of the pairs that you got. But, you know, tell us about, you know, maybe we can go through. You know, some of your favorite Kobe's that you have, like maybe there's a, a pair that's, you know, sentimental to you. Maybe there's something that you had traded a, a bunch of other pairs. But what's a pair to you that maybe it's considered a grail, something that's got a, a crazy story behind it? There's a couple. The Kobe 4 Venoms. I actually, I remember back in the day, uh, the Kobe website, the KB24.com website, mm -hmm. had sent an email like, oh, this pair is going to drop at 8 p.m. this Friday. Just right around when they were playing the Miami Heat. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a day off from work. I'm just going to sit in front of my computer. Back then, you know, we had CompuServe. Okay. That was a dial-up intimate. Yeah. So I got my credit card ready, and I actually fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> Completely fell asleep. Oh, no. And then I woke up the next day, and then I was just like, oh, my gosh, I was so angry. And so what had happened was, like, um, my dad and my sister actually saved up money and actually bought me my Venoms. I think they paid, like, 800 resale back then. Like, Wow. You know, so that pair, I mean, I, I've had a lot of people, like, Asked me through the years if I wanted to sell, and I'm like, probably not gonna let that one go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's that, and then um, I have gotten like a pair of uh, Kobe's 81 point game. Like it's actually one of the pairs made for him back in 06. Wow. It's in a size 14. Um, that one, a good friend actually sold it to me. I mean, he let me pay in like crazy installments. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, if there was like a bury me in pair, that would 
probably be it. Nice. That that's the Kobe one. Yeah, the eighty one right? points. Uh, no, yeah. the the original one. So. Oh, the original ones. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was actually one of the pairs that Nike had made for him. It's size fourteen and everything. Wow. So yeah. So I was thinking the Pro Tro, but no, you're talking about the the OG pair. Yeah. Wow, that's a special pair. That's I mean, yeah. <laughs> in in he size fourteen then, right? That's his size. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how did you come up? How did you come up or come across that pair? Well, that was your. I mean, sorry, friends, like you got it from your friend, but like, where did, like, how did he get his hand on a pair of? I think he used to go to Kobe's basketball. He used to bring his kids to a Kobe basketball camp, and I guess he just had made some friends over there, yeah. and that's how they got the pair. And yeah, I mean, actually, I didn't think I was going to be able to get, it, but he was like, "Hey, you know what? I'll let you pay me in installments. You know, as long wow. as he knew that that the pair was going to be taken care of, it's not going to sure. be sold or anything like that." So I was there. Yeah, I mean, it took a while, but he was fine with it. So. That's, that's yeah, awesome, so that's man. like, you know, one of those bury me pairs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, what a great collection piece for sure. I mean, to have a piece like that and 81 point game. I mean, every time somebody brings that up, it, it it's almost like a, a jab to my heart because, you know, it was against our Raptors. It really hurts us to talk about that game as great as it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I remember watching the game thinking, wow, this guy is just phenomenal. But at the same time thinking, Triple team this guy, man. Like, get every single guy on the floor defending Kobe already, Someone must be able to stop him. Like, someone has to be able to stop him from putting the ball in the bucket. Yeah, yeah, I think Jalen was, like, saying that uh, they were, like, looking at Sam Mitchell. Like, yo, can we double or triple team the guy? (laughs) He just wasn't having it. Yeah, you think after maybe sixty points, you you start to change it up a little bit, but no. <laughs> yeah, no, dope pairs, man. I that, that's crazy to to hear that you had that. But Rich, how about you? What's uh, what are some of the grails that you have in your Kobe collection? One of my grails is the Zoom Kobe Two All Star Game PE that was specifically made for Kobe. I think I I know maybe two or three other guys that have them, so they're you know made in a size fourteen. Mm-hmm. They never released at retail. I know some of the Kobe, all-star Kobe's, you know, even if they didn't specifically release this PE version, they at least released some type of a GR. But for the twos, that was the, the only all-star shoe that they just never released any version of. So uh, I just got super lucky one day. I just, you know, they just popped up on a boutique shop's website and just had to grab them ASAP. That's definitely a special pair for me. Something a little bit more recent that's pretty special for me is the Kobe 1 Undefeated Flight Jackets. I got them, and uh, I actually wore them to the the birth of my daughter last year. So that's when I decided to to undies that pair. So I think that's always going to have some sense of mental value for me. That's something that's more recent and special. And yeah, I mean, I, I I could... I could go on and on, but I think I think those are two uh, off the top of my head that I can think of. Wow! So a store was just basically selling that PE, and it just popped up on the website. You just happened to be on the website, and yeah, there's one store in Portland. They sell a lot of PEs on their shop, so if you keep an eye out for them, they have a lot of you know really rare gems, samples, player exclusives that pop up every now and then. So. And on that particular day, I just happened to be lucky. Yeah, that, no, that's great. Um, sorry, did you say it was a store in Portland? Was it the? Uh, is it? Um, what's a, Index um, PDA. Yeah, Index. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
that's I mean, what a great find. I mean, especially for a Kobe collector like yourself, like if something like that pops up. It's almost like, yeah, you got to kind of have to kind of have to grab it. Otherwise, it's gone. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So I, I was just on it ASAP when I saw it that day. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those buy now, think later type of situations. And I think I, that's what <laughs> yeah, I would exactly. Do, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bad influence because he's <laughs> constantly sending links to things like go get it, go get it. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're bad. You're bad influence. <laughs> it sounds like hey, you guys man, influence I'm each other. I'm just trying to be a supportive friend for you guys, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't make the ultimate yeah. call of whether or not you guys buy the shoe. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's keeping an eye out. You know, yeah, people exactly. say that keeping an eye out. He's just doing this all for his buddies. Exactly. Exactly. Whether you buy well, it, that's up to you, but up. he's keeping his eye out, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you wake up and it's like, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? Bob and cop it. You're never going <laughs> to see this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cop now, think later, right? <laughs> Daryl, how about you, man? I, I know you got, you got a big collection too. So what are some of your Kobe grails? My first grail ever was Snake Pool Hyperdunk. I think like once I saw the commercial, the you know, the Jackass commercial with Kobe on there and yeah. And I did, knew that they were dropping. I immediately wanted it. And it was like the first time like I saw a shoe. I, I hunted it down. I researched it. I did all the homework for it. And once I was able to come across it, you know, I finally obtained it. And that was like an era where resale wasn't as crazy as it is now. So I think I might have paid 200 or two something, something like ridiculously low. Oh, wow. um, but just to have it was just like, you know, this is the one shoe that like, Nobody knew about it. It wasn't that many pairs. You know, the release date had come and gone. And like this, I'm on the internet. Like, I never had to go on the internet before to, like, go in chat rooms and, like, <laughs> communicate with people that weren't in my area. You know, yeah. it was like, it was like really like a hunt for this particular shoe. So, like, that was that. That's the shoe that, like, will always hold a special place in my heart. And I actually own two. So, like, to have a grown own two of them is, like, kind of unheard of to have a grown own two pairs of a grill. And probably my second, I mean, everybody's doing two pairs. The second is probably my Rice Zoom Kobe 1s. Oh, I love those. Simply for the fact that that's the first PE I ever owned, like of any any shoe, any player. That's the very first PE I ever had. I had a guy that lived in a neighboring city that, from my hometown, and he just had access to, like, every PE imaginable, every Kobe PE, every LeBron PE, Carmelo PE. I mean, he was just like, hey, I got these Kobe's, and like, you're the only Kobe guy I know, like, want these you know let me know mm-hmm. and uh i was like man you know how much you want and this was the first time i actually like paid a lot for one pair of shoes but it was you know it was just worth it to me because it was like i know nobody's gonna have these at the time mm-hmm. so that those are those are my two so the uh rice kobe one and the snake pool hyperdunk those are my yeah. two i mean and you know what that i love that you brought up the hyperdunk uh it's one of those shoes that I feel like, you know, we talked a, l- a little earlier, you know, offline about just like Kobe's being the number one shoe being worn by players in the NBA right now. But I remember back when the Hyperdunks were out, that I feel like was one of those pairs that everybody was wearing and kind of yeah. catapulted Nike basketball yeah. to like this next level. Mm-hmm. And, and to have like a, you know, something that was Kobe inspired with the Hyperdunk, like that pair that you're talking about, that snake pool one, it's like all yellow upper with, you know, purple hits and the purple swoosh. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's like just screams Lakers and right. And, and yeah. Hyperdunk, yeah. even now, when you look at it now, it's one of those pairs that just screams Kobe too. Right. So yeah, what a great pair for you to get. And for only 200 bucks, like 
<laughs> like those were the days when yeah. people didn't yeah. know yeah. didn't know about stuff yeah. and you're just kind of yeah. like you know getting yeah. stuff on the low but then yeah and then you talked about pe pairs where back then it was hard to hunt stuff down like PEs, yeah. you know, like nobody had PEs. It was hard to kind of like, you know, now with social media, you kind of see PEs all the time or, you know, it's something that's kind of common, I want to say. But yeah. back then it was like, you're right. You had to actually hunt it down. You had to know a guy that like went to school there or something or, you know, like those types of things where they're <laughs> gifted pairs and, you know, they're they're not readily available, right? So, no, yeah. those, are, those, are great, uh, those are great pairs to have. And I'm glad that you were able to add those to your collection. Will, I, I, you know, I don't think we asked you about your Kobe grails in your episode. So, I mean, at least I don't recall. Trev, we didn't, we didn't talk about his Kobe grails, right? But why don't we get into your Kobe grails? I know you've got a crazy Kobe collection. As much as these guys say you're the baby of the group, why, why, don't, you tell, why don't you show them what you got? Kobe's compared to all of them. But, like, so, like, grail Kobe's, like, Daryl, I knew Daryl was going to say snake pools off the bat. Like, that's his baby. So, yeah. That's one I've hunted for years, but when Kobe passed, there was a pair for sale, but I wasn't paying like $1,200. But for grails for Kobe's, um, the Kobe 4 Chaos, I wore those. That was the most I paid for a Kobe at the time. It was $515, but I got those like probably six or seven years ago, maybe a little bit more. So I wore those when um, our recent um, son was born in September. So that's probably the only time I'm going to wear them because they ended up falling apart 24 hours into it. Like the suede started cracking and everything like that. But I always remember that pair. And then I would say like the Bruce Lee Kobe 5. Like that's that's one shoe I'll always like keep in my collection where like constantly, like I still wear the original. I have the pro tro, but I haven't wore it. Um, like the original um, Kobe fives are so much better fitting compared to the pro tro. Like they're broken in. Yeah. It's better for my feet right now. So those are the two that stick out the most, like that I'll always have and always remember and things like that. So super dope, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy to think like, you know, as long as the line has been going on, you know, like, there are these pairs out there that, you know, they were kind of like, you know, they were sitting and, you know, it was, I would say Kobe line was a relatively easy line of, of sneakers to get, you know, obviously with the unfortunate passing of Kobe, things have changed quite a bit, but you guys have amassed this crazy collection. And on top of that, you guys have all connected through Instagram, but the Mamba Insurance Company, so it's at Mamba Insurance Co., is the IG account. Does somebody want to explain how this came about? Like, how did you four guys connect and start running this account? Like, where did this come from? So all of us really, I think we all first kind of met or at least knew of each other off of uh, Nike Talk or, or Soul, Soul Collector forums way back in the day. And then eventually, I think uh, we grouped up on Facebook in this group called uh, the Kobe Connection. Uh, which is like a group of like, I don't know how many people are in there, like 40, 50, like really diehard, hardcore Kobe collectors that Daryl was a part of. And, you know, we, we just started, you know, uh, forming relationships originally through the, those kind of places and then started, you know, just going back and forth, you know, texting each other and getting to know each other. And then I think, I know as far as Mamba Insurance Company specifically, I know I was texting back and forth with Mark a few times because Mark's collection is, I mean, is insane. It's literally like a museum of Kobe. He has like 
every single Kobe from like Kobe one through five, six, you know, it, it is insane. Every the kind single, of stuff that like he every colorway you're talking about. Like, wow. Yeah. Like every single, every single colorway and stuff like Doubles. that. And I was just like, Hey man, like you, you should really set up like a museum or an exhibit or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, we started talking about that. And then I think we also just got into the topic of just how Kobe's, I think you see a lot of different accounts talking about like, you know, history of Jordans and how all of those things, even even LeBron's, I think there's like NikeLeBron.net for them. But it seemed like for Kobe's, there didn't seem to be a, a place that really quite documented like the history of Kobe's as well or even as accurately because, you know, we would see some sites that would get information wrong. And I think we started chopping it up and being like, hey, you know, why don't we start our own Kobe account? And, you know, start talking about, you know, the history of, you know, the Kobe, Kobe line, not just Nike, but, you know, starting all the way back from when he was wearing Adidas, which mm-hmm. that part of the, his sneaker history, I don't think a lot of people really know, you know, at all. So we just started talking about it, having some conversations. And then, you know, we were also talking about, well, hey, if we're going to do this account, you know, uh, rather than just have it be the two of us, you know, why don't we, you know, get a, a couple of the friends to join in. So Daryl, I mean, he's been connected with, you know, KB24, A24 as the admin for, for some time now, you know, which is super popular and well-known on, mm-hmm. on IG. And then Will, you know, he's super passionate about Kobe's, you know, specifically wearing everything that he he buys, which Honestly, these days, I mean, it's a big deal because, I mean, a lot of people will just buy stuff and just never wear it. So we, you know, reached out to these guys to see if they'd be interested in to be, you know, part of the group. Because the other thing Mark and I were talking about through a couple conversations were, like, nobody really knows all there is to know about a certain line of sneakers. Like, I might know a lot of different things about, say, certain models, but then Mark might know a lot more about other parts of, you know, Kobe's sneaker line, or Daryl might know something more, or Will might know something. So it also, I think, makes a lot of sense for us to just collectively, you know, put our brains together, put this account together, and also just kind of invite other Kobe fans on IG who a whole bunch of other, you know, diehard fans out there who know a ton about Kobe's and just kind of have it be a place where we can kind of showcase some of these fans that really know, you know, some of this Kobe history really well, help show off some of their collections and what they've amassed over the years. And yeah, that's kind of how the count kind of came together. And since then, we've just been trying to you know, start things off by going through all the different Kobe's chronologically, starting back mm-hmm. from, from his Adidas years. Yeah, no, I noticed that, uh, you know, in terms of just the Kobe line itself, you know, I, I think a lot of people recognize the the Nike Kobe stuff. But, you know, when you get back into the Adidas stuff, too, like like you said, not everybody knows about you know his Adidas stuff and even the free agency. I think the free agency period kind of just started popping up when people were seeing pictures of P.E.s that he wore, or just kind of digging up pictures of of Kobe playing and seeing him in, Ooh, are those Laker, Laker colored Jordan threes? And, you know, that's kind of, you know, social media kind of blew a lot of that stuff up too. 
you know, but back then when he was actually in, in that era, you know, nobody really knew Kobe and his sneaker line. Like he wasn't known for that. Obviously he was overshadowed by guys like Jordan and all these other players. But uh, yeah, no, it's super dope that you guys had come together and just collectively um, brought your knowledge to this account. And then, you know, using uh, the Instagram name Mamba Insurance Company, I'm, I didn't know until Will had mentioned it, but, you know, if one of you guys wants to explain, like, where that name came about too, like, what's the significance of the Mamba Insurance Company? Because everyone knows Kobe's nickname is Mamba, but what's the insurance company part of that? Back in the 09, when the, the Kobe 4s came out, mm-hmm. one of, like, the biggest advertising that Nike did for it, because, you know, it was, it's going down to a low, like a, like a low top. Mm-hmm. I think was uh, ankle insurance. Like uh, that was a tagline. Like, you know, Kobe was selling ankle insurance. And the commercials were like, you know, people's ankles getting broken. And <laughs> there's even one where Kobe was on a horse selling right. ankle insurance. So in a way, Wayne was like, you know, that'd be funny if it's, you know, Mamba insurance company. I think the original idea was, you know, just in case you don't know your Kobe's will help you kind of like, you know, figure it out. type of thing. Right, right. I mean, it went through a bunch of, you know, different iterations came up with some really like weird names, like with Power Ranger references and all that other stuff. But <laughs> yeah. I think this is the one that kind of worked out well in the end. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it, you know, because it's it's a nod to, you know, one of the biggest ads, right, for Kobe sneakers. And at the same time, it's like, you know, when people um, discover your account and, you know, they're fans themselves or, you know, maybe they're just getting into Kobe's. It's, you know, part of that thing where you guys can sort of just spit that knowledge, uh, you know, just about, you know, the Kobe line in general. But, you know, seeing the, the, the creation, the evolution of the Kobe line, you know, for each of you guys, like when you first saw, like I know Mark was saying, you know, he called it the toaster Adidas, but, you know, let's even go back to the Adidas, you know, those Kobe's, like, what were your first thoughts? I, I mean, I know what my first thought was when I saw that shoe, and I think a lot of people have similar thoughts is that, you know, it wasn't really a nice sneaker, but, you know, Kobe was one of those up and coming players that like, didn't really matter what he wore when he played basketball, like he was one of those guys that was just like, you know, you couldn't help but be in awe of, of his talent, yeah. right? So, you know, seeing yeah. Kobe play and then the evolution of his, you know, Kobe sneakers in the Adidas line, you know, what were your first thoughts about just the Kobe sneakers that he had? I think for me, it was like, I was kind of torn. I mean, I, I grew up a Laker fan. I kind of inherited from my dad. My dad was a Laker fan, mm-hmm. but I grew up in New Jersey and I was literally like 40 minutes from Philly. And, you know, when he started to get his, you know, he got his own shoe, and I was in school and like really taking notice is like when they were in like in the finals, like repeatedly, specifically against the Sixers. So mm-hmm. I remember like going to the bus stop and like being the only Laker fan and everybody being like a Sixers fan. And like, you know, I didn't hide my Laker fandom. It was kind of everybody was like, you know, he's going to lose with those stupid shoes or those shoes are going to hold him back. Blah, blah, blah. Right. It was one of those things. So, yeah. And then, like, you know, we like, like, I think we all spoke about it is like we grew up in the 90s where like everybody had a great looking shoe, you know, and like, it was a shoe that like everybody could really wear like a different shoe and like everybody would have a nice shoe, like, you know, from Iverson to Jerry Stackhouse to Jordan to Barkley to Pippen, oh, yeah, every Dennis Rodman, yeah. everybody had a good shoe out. Yeah. And Kobe didn't have like the great, like the most popular shoe. I was like a like a closet lover almost because like I didn't want to like and like nobody like my parents didn't buy them and like, you know like my household kind of grew up on Nikes really you know Nikes and Fila like that was those are like the things to wear so Adidas wasn't really like it at that moment so I think my location kind of hindered me like everybody being Iverson fans and everybody having Iversons or loving Iverson loving Philly and me just having to like 
be in the closet loving those, loving them um, or appreciating them rather. So that that was that was my experience growing up with those. Yeah. Anyone else have thoughts on that uh, that first Kobe Adidas sneaker? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I mean, the first the first real Kobe Adidas sneaker for me that I I can really remember was the the KBH. Specifically, I think he was in the famous 98 All-Star game opposite MJ. And that was probably the first moment for me when I really took notice of what he had on feet. But for whatever reason, I, I didn't pick him up at the time. But that's like the first sneaker I can remember of his making kind of an impression on me. And then the first Adidas sneaker that I actually bought was the Kobe one. But, you know, I mean, I think for me, I bought it more out of the fandom that I had of Kobe as opposed to buying it purely off of, you know, the design necessarily. I think now, I mean, I I have a lot of nostalgia. I have a lot of love for that shoe because that was like my first Kobe but I mean, I can I could totally see you know somebody being like, oh, those look like toasters or space boots or <laughs> yeah. you know whatnot. <laughs> so I I get that I get that. Yeah, no, and you're right. I mean, like, uh, and Daryl mentioned too, like it wasn't the nicest shoe, but you know, as a Kobe fan, as somebody that grew up loving Kobe or just you know supporting him, you kind of buy those sneakers to support your favorite player too, like. I remember when Ewing's came out too. I mean, I, I had to have them. I loved Ewing, and as big and bulky as those were, you know, I still wore these ten-pound bricks, you know, to play streetball in because I just loved, you know, Ewing, and you know, you wanted to support your players, your your favorite players at the time. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, every player had their signature shoe, so you know, it, it was one of those things where even like the Kemp's. I remember when uh, those Kamikazes came out, like the yeah. crazy wild design, you know, but. You know, people wore them because they loved Sean Kemp too. Like, you know, it was it was a new design. It was Reebok. It was it was whatever. But you know, you had all these like crazy '90s designs, and and people still rocked them because they were supporting the players that they loved too. But yeah, no. So so moving from that, and then you know, obviously evolving to the the Nike line. So you guys mentioned he was in free agency. He was sort of like wearing all these different uh, you know PEs for different sh- uh, shoes. But then you know he signs. With Nike gets his own signature shoe. Like, what was your thoughts when you first saw Kobe Hyperdunks, or even like the the first Kobe Nike sneaker? Well, I think the first uh, the first Kobe's. I mean, originally, like I think he was supposed to, the the Horachi two K fours. Right. They were supposed to be the Kobe ones, but you know, the like Horachi. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because of the Colorado issue, like it kind of just kind of bumped down. So before we actually finally got the Zoom Kobe ones, but the first I think. The first one I actually bought that actually had the Kobe on it was the Horachi 2K5s. It's in the same colorway for the All-Star game, the blue mm-hmm. one with the eights on the on the collar. But um, yeah, I mean, from then on, I kind of like, you know, after that, like when they said, you know what, Kobe's finally releasing a signature line under his name and stuff. Like I, I remember I, when I found out it was uh, December, I was playing Call of Duty <laughs> on like an Xbox that, that day when the news came out. And I was like, wow. I told my cousins, like, not that they care. They're not, like, my cousins over here in New Jersey are not really into sneakers. But I was like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to collect these Kobe's like people collect Jordans. Like, I'm just going to buy every single colorway they released. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it was funny because, like, I think the first colorway they released was the black and yellow ones. And I bought, like, five pairs right away. And then when you're, wow. like, a couple months down the road, there was, like, on discount. And I just paid yeah. retail for, like, yeah. every single Kobe one. And then... 
maybe like three, four months later, there were 60 bucks on Foot Locker. Right. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I was just like, you know what? I'll buy every second pair on discount from then on. Right. So, yeah. But I mean, that just goes to show, you know, your love for, you know, Kobe as a player and then yeah. finding out that he's got his own signature sneaker line now. You know, you're rushing out to get that sneaker. You're not going to yeah. wait until it goes on discount. You want it now. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but, and it uh, wasn't you, until later on that I started like, okay, you know what? Maybe I could wait before I start buying the first pair. Like, but it was always like, you know, what? I'm gonna pay retail. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. when it goes on discount, then we start doubling up on everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you you learn your lessons uh, as a as a sneaker collector. You know, even now, right? Like with secrets drop, you can mm-hmm. kind of tell which ones are gonna be like, okay, that will go to the outlet. So I don't need to pick it up right now. Um, yeah. Whereas before it was kind of like, you know, you were afraid it was going to sell out, you know, you had such a passion for it. So you kind of wanted to get your hands on it, you know, at the time when it drops just to make sure that you had your pair. But, you know, you learn your lessons as a sneaker collector and, and, and you realize, you know, you could maybe wait a little bit for certain pairs. And, and Kobe's are like that, too, where, you know, not even just back then, but even well into the, his sneaker line you were able to get pairs on discount. Like Trev was mentioning, you know, he got them at 50 off. Will got a bunch of pairs, you know, for super cheap when he was working in retail as well. So, you know, it was one of those things where people bought them because they loved Kobe sneakers and they loved Kobe as a player. And it wasn't just about something that was like super hyped. And Kobe was a fantastic player, but his sneaker line was overshadowed by obviously, you know, a a lot of other basketball sneakers like Jordans, for example, or other Nikes. But what was one of your first ever kobe pickups like uh, does anyone want to share like what was your first ever kobe pickup i remember mine was when i was working in champ sports the kobe 2 strength orca i have three pairs of those that's one shoe that i that that spoke to me for kobe right off the bat like that patent toe box just the the strap and everything like it was just a clean shoe um mm-hmm. and it's still comfortable to this day like and, the, and it's a tank like it's like the playoff 12s or like any right. any 12 like it will not it has none of my pairs have separated at all so that's one shoe that like will stand the test of time and i i think a lot of us will like mark will agree on that wayne and daryl um so yeah that's the first kobe i ever bought would you say that was the one that that was the one that started that started everything for you too like it's like just for nike um like adidas wise like the crazy eight that one i had i've had a couple pairs of i think i had it back in high school in 98 and everything i think i even played basketball in that at the time but for nike the nike side of things um definitely the kobe two strength orca dope dope daryl how about you what was your first ever kobe pickup i got the harachis all-star no i'm sorry not the 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 gray black and white harachi 2k5s i remember having those i think the one thing that like the one kobe that was like oh this is actually going to be a thing like i actually need to like prioritize money for kobe's is um <laughs> like the zoom kobe one I, I remember going to a local mom and pop store and they had the black and white kobe ones and the and the all-star pair and they had like a bunch of pairs in my size and i bought like two of each colorway and that was like that was like the first time like i was doubling up and they weren't they weren't retail but they weren't like dirt cheap but they weren't retail Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, like, like, if they're going to be available for me like this, and like, nobody's really buying them, like, this may actually be like a problem. So that was like my first, <laughs> like my first experience really, knowing, like, oh, like, this is going to be an issue for me. Yeah, I hear that. It's like, it's one of those things where like, you know, you can love a sneaker, but if it sells out, then, 
you know, you kind of money saved here, and you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. right? That's kind of the plus side. Yeah. The, but mm -hmm. you know, the the con is obviously you don't get the shoes, but at the same time, you're like, well, you know, money saved. But exactly. you know, when they're available and yeah. they're readily available, and they got multiple pairs, then you're just like, man, I think I'm gonna <laughs> just I'm gonna be spending all my money here, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. How about you? How about you, Rich? I think two pairs for me really stand out. Like I said, you know, the the Adidas, the Kobe. The all black pair, I got those, you know, back in high school, and that was pretty much the only pair that I wore for the whole year. So, you know, I, you know, played in a ton of basketball games that wore in those, you know, wore them around everywhere. So I have a lot of sentimental attachment to those. And, you know, they came in this like, you know, pull out box with Kobe back when he had the fro. So, mm -hmm. and also they had like the Froby logo on the insoles. Froby, yeah. So I actually, I found that pair in my, my parents' garage like a handful of years ago and the, the toe box on those are just like, they look like they're exploded. I think I posted on them on Instagram once. Yeah, it, took, it looked like somebody took a stick of dynamite and just blew the toe box <laughs> off of it though. That's how they aged. So that's really sentimental for me. And then also the Zoom Kobe one Black Maze. I remember watching the 81-point game that he had. And then I think shortly after that, they, they had a release on uh, KB24.com. And I was I tried to get a pair. And they I remember them selling out. And I didn't realize that they were coming out in other places because I think at the time, sneaker information, I wasn't really checking for, for Nike talk as, as much or anything. And I was really disappointed. And then I found out, I started, you know, I think I took a trip to the mall and then just found a pair sitting in Foot Locker and then just bought them immediately. And I still have that pair to this day, still wearable and, and everything. Wow, Hold up really well. That's awesome, man. And and Mark, how about you though? That that Hirachi, that was your first ever pair, or was there another one? That... Um, yeah, that was my very first pair of Kobe's, the Hirachi, because like at that point, like I kind of was just watching what he was wearing, but that was the first one that actually had the number eight on it. Like you kind of knew that oh, it was a Kobe. Yeah. And it was just yeah. right before the signature line, so I was like, I had to have him. I mean, yeah, I think I think back then I paid like one eighty for him on eBay or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. Like, I mean, it's a little like the pair that I bought is a little beat now, but I still keep it. Like, it's probably one of those pairs that I'll probably not give away, even though if they break, I'll probably put them in a box somewhere. Yeah, just to yeah. kind of keep. You know, it's kind of like that. It's what started the whole thing. Absolutely, it's memories, right? Like, you know, that's mm -hmm. the first Kobe ever bought. It kind of like jump started this whole obsession with with Kobe's, uh, that sort of thing too. But you know, in I guess I mean we can go across the Nike or Adidas, but is there a model for each of you guys that's like your favorite model like you know there's one that stands out across all of them that you would say like you know the six is my favorite or whatever the case is like what what would be uh, each of your favorites mine would be the four <laughs> four four definitely rich. the fours yeah how are you rich it's a real toss-up between the the ones and the fives for me the ones because i mean they're the first uh, nike model that i bought and i fell in love with them and then at the time that two through the through the fours came out, though, I was still back in college, so I kind of took a step back at the time from sneaker collecting and stuff. And then the the fives really kind of brought me back in full force. You know, when the the Bruce Lee's came out, I mean, Bruce Lee is one of my idols, and 
I was just like, holy shit. I mean, there's there's a Bruce Lee shoe coming out and it's paired up with Kobe. And that really made it like a must get for me. And then uh, I'm also a big Batman fan and they had the Kobe 5 Dark Knight come out. And, you know, they had the Chaos colorway based off of the Joker too. And yeah, the Kobe 5 really just kind of all those different colorways that just kind of spoke to me. And I just love how the shoe fit and the design and everything. That really just kind of brought me, you know, fully back into sneaker collecting so that that model is definitely going to be special for me mm-hmm. definitely beautiful shoe to kobe five let's hear yours oh. kev mine is a, mine is a six i i will always say the six actually for me when they went to the low like uh, mark was mentioning when it went to like when the fours came out i actually didn't like them i was like oh man kobe's went to a low top like this First of all, how can you play basketball in a low top sneaker? Like for me, it was always basketball had to be like mid or high cut sneakers. You know, where's the ankle support? Like you guys are joking around about the mama insurance company and stuff, you know, like, you know, insuring ankles and that sort of thing. That was my thought. I was like, Kobe's playing in low top sneakers. Like, forget it, man. His ankle's done. So it wasn't until maybe like the six where I noticed like just the sleekness of it, the incorporation of the the snakeskin pattern and um you know that type of thing where i really noticed kobe's as like i didn't wear them for basketball i i I refused to wear a low top sneaker for basketball but just the look of that sneaker would be um for me my favorite kobe model still is i kind of i'm in the same boat i think the six was such a unique model i remember seeing kobe's around the fives that's when i kind of started collecting sneakers I remember the fives when they came out, that was kind of right at the beginning, but the sixes I always thought were like just that snake skin was just so different. Like I think of it the same way as like a black cement three, right? Like that kind of pattern on a shoe was just completely different at the time. I think of it like a zebra easy, right? Like just that pattern on a shoe was just so different and out there, right? That's kind of how I think of that snake skin material on the shoe, right? I'll throw something different in there though. Kobe eights when they had the lunar lawn insole. Cause I believe that was the first one they did that on crazy, comfortable, crazy, crazy comfortable. I'm a big fan of that cushioning system. So when they put that as a full insole, like if any of those Kobe's ever break down on me, I'm keeping the sole. Like, and I'm just going to throw them in a <laughs> bunch of other things because they are so comfortable. Yeah. I mean, when I was, when I was buying Kobe's, I think the, the eights were probably the, the ones I had the most of. But I definitely loved the six, and I regret not getting more of those when when they were readily available. But uh, can I talk yeah, about no. my first pickup? My first Kobe pickup. What was your first Kobe pickup? So I don't know. I, I I've probably talked about this before, but my first Kobe pickup was the Kobe Six All Star. Oh, okay, yeah, the one that you got on discount. The one that I picked up for forty five dollars. Forty five Canadian dollars. So that's 40, like that's like eight wow. US dollars. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so I, w- I was working at Foot Locker at the time, and uh, one of the guys from our group who's not here, Colin, we were working at the discounts, or sorry, the clearance center up here. And I walked into the back, and there's all these boxes, and it's all basically crap, right? Well, you, you've worked at some of these stores. You know what some of those clearance centers look like, right? It's all crap, right? And at the very top, right by the front door, is this beautiful box. It's by itself in a bunk. It's just sitting there, and it stands out. Because remember that box was like, yeah. it was blue, and it was red, and it was all, it was different. It had the sleeve mm-hmm. on it. Like, it was just a completely different. I was like, what's that? So Colin brings it down for me, and I was like, wow, these are, like, really, like, nice. Like, I really like them. How much are they? $45. So, like, instant cop for me. And I, 
it's amazing it's and it's one of those things where you know where there's basketball shoes like you know i i know some of you guys collect other other basketball shoes other than kobe's right but at the time you were like oh my god the kd5 is amazing or the lebron nines or whatever whatever shoe it was right and then you know you get five six seven eight years down the line and you're like I don't know how I wear this, like, you know, or like, this just doesn't hit the same way it did, you know, five, six, seven years ago, right? Kobe's is one of those shoes that never had that. Like, I just always loved how sleek it was. I loved the designs on them. They were always so nice. Like, it's just, it's one of those shoes that held its, I, I think it, I, it held the, the beauty of the shoe. And it, it, I never lost the love for the shoe like I did with other shoes that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Daryl, how about you? What was your first Kobe pickup then? The, my first Kobe pickup, I think, like I said, it was the the Hirachis, the black, the 2K5, the gray, black, and white. But my favorite Kobe is, is the five, like hands down. The five is like, that's my favorite. That's the that's the one Kobe that literally every colorway that dropped, I had to have two pairs, two pairs memo of every colorway that dropped. Kobe five. Yeah, yeah, every- I lost track there. I forgot we were asking what the favorite Kobe models were. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kobe 5. Okay, so we got a couple Kobe 5 guys. Will, how about you? I'm going to say 4 or 5. I think those are the most those are the most that I have. I think I have like 27 pairs of like Kobe 4s, like somewhere around like like 28, 29 Kobe 5s. Um like I know wow. Mark and Mark has like triples and quadruples. Like Mark <laughs> has like so many Kobe 4s and 5s. It's like it's it's crazy. So I think they need like a storage Darryl, area just for themselves. Daryl did two at one point when before his foot size grew. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You mentioned this before too. So let's get into this. I, I know you mentioned it in your podcast. So he was saying, Oh, a guy that is a friend of mine, brother D. He went from a size 11 to a size 13 or something like that. So (laughs) I know this is off topic from Kobe stuff, but I need to hear the story because how did that happen? I mean, first of all, extremely heartbreaking to have a collection of a certain size and then all of a sudden be two sizes like different from Um, your collection. So how did that happen? To be honest, I don't know. Like, I was like 27, so this is maybe this is like six years ago, and I would you know just put Kobe's on, and and you know Kobe's after a while like the Kobe's one, two, three, like once they started adding flywire, like it was like a like a snugger fit, I guess mm-hmm. to you know make it lightweight but also make it comfortable and like fit to your foot, and you know to make it like an elite basketball shoe. So once they started adding flywire to shoes, period, every shoe I had to like some shoes I can get true to size, some I had to go like half a size up. So I was running like ten and a half to an eleven. When the Kobe 7 came out, I started wearing like 11 and a half, like 11, 11 and a half. But I was strictly just blaming on the Flywire when the Venomenon, I think two or three came out. Mm-hmm. I went to go pick up a pair. I was like, you know, just give me, bring my 11 and a half out. He's like, you sure you want to try it? I was like, nah, I'm right. She's like, why don't you just try it? I was like, so I tried it. I was like, yo, these things are tight. What is going on? So I was like, you know what? Let me get a 12. She's like, there's no 12. Somebody just bought them. So I couldn't, I didn't get that pair. Another pair comes too tight. So I work at Foot Locker, so I, it was dead in the store. You know, we have um, shoe measures. So let me let me measure my foot and see what's going on. <laughs> Put my foot in the measure, yeah. and it's saying like a 12. I'm like, yo, this cannot be right. What is going on? So I go home, and I start putting on all my shoes, and I'm just like, yo, these things fit tight. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Maybe, maybe my feet are swollen. Like maybe, you know, I had something too salty or whatever. Whatever calls, contributes to swollen feet. Two weeks go by, same thing. 
So then I start buying a bunch of shoes, size 12. I start selling things and rebuying it. Like all my recent pickups, I sell it and then rebuy it in the size 12. Like a month and a half goes later, everything is fitting tight. I'm like, yo, what is going on? So I measure my foot again and like, it's a 13. I go to the foot doctor. He's like, nothing's wrong with your feet. You're free to find. <laughs> and I go to get a physical the same year. And I always tell people like, hey, like I'm, I'm six, three and a half. I'm six, three and a half. Like that's always what I've been. Mm-hmm. And they go to measuring it like, yo, you're six, you're six, five and a half. And I'm like, I'm like, nah, that's not right. Like something's like, let me like, let's redo this. It's like, no, like this is like, this is right. I'm like, what the heck? So whoever tells you stop growing at 18, I was 27. <laughs> I grew like two shoe sizes and I grew two inches. I And like, and literally the part that sucks is like, you know, we all collect shoes, but like literally I have to like, sell and rebuy and trade over six seven hundred pairs of shoes is like the worst experience you can ever i don't wish that on anybody yeah. to the point where like to be honest like i mean like if, if you follow me on instagram like my last couple of posts i've been posting kobe's that are ten and a half because i haven't been able to find a trade i mean now i can sell them probably but i probably wouldn't be able to rebuy them. so i can sell them and make a nice amount of money but i don't mm-hmm. want to sell them until i know for sure i can get my size 13 but yeah it's it's been a nightmare i mean jordan's have been fairly easy because a lot of i was able to go into consignment shops and just you know swap things out but when it came to kobe's that was like the hardest thing especially when you some of the rare pair like pe's or just things that were like super limited or things you want to have in like this you know similar condition Mm -hmm. complete nightmare yeah i can imagine i know when will brett mentioned that i was like Man, I don't even want to know what that feels like because, you know, this is like if you're talking about maybe just a half size difference or whatever, that's one thing. But, you know, yeah, two sizes, that's, uh, you know, that was heartbreaking to, for me to hear that. So it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, speaking of uh, of just like Kobe's now, and like newer Kobe's, you were mentioning, uh, you know, just being able to get pairs now. We recently heard about, you know, the Kobe line renewing their contract with Nike, I guess the, the, the Kobe Ryan, the Brian estate has now re-signed. So, you know, what are your guys thoughts in terms of like, when you heard that news, obviously great news for you guys, Kobe collectors, it probably means, you know, like more pairs are going to come out, maybe more pro tros, that type of thing. But uh, you know, like what in your eyes can we expect to see from this news? Like, are we going to see, you know, retros, new colorways, new models, perhaps? Like, what did you guys think when you first heard that? I think first day, I think everybody was just like, they had blinders on. It was like, oh, Kobe's back. Like, you know, it's the greatest thing ever. For me personally, I think, like, once the dust cleared and, like, you know, the media stopped posting as much the next day, I think it was kind of like, all right, like, what, is this re- what does this realistically look like? At this point, you know, resale's already been crazy, so everybody kind of expects how much they want to charge for a pair of Kobe's. Stores know that they, they that's going to be the hot item. Everybody's going to be looking for. So like, I guess my thoughts is like, how are they going to properly make enough for everybody to be satisfied? And and like, what does that look like? How realistic is that? Because you know the resellers, they mean their mouths are watering up. They're like, you know, like I have this connected footlock. I got this connected Nike. They're going to get me three pairs, and I'm going to sell them for six hundred piece. But the person that doesn't want to pay that or can't pay that, what does that look like for them? That's the real diehard Kobe fan. Day one, it was kind of like getting that girl you had a crush on number and like her saying like yeah you can take me out on a date and then day two is like well i only got ten dollars left you know i ain't got no money to really take her to a good date and phone cut off so like while it was sweet in the moment that was kind of like all right like reality is setting in like what's it really gonna look like 
So, I mean, like, and like nobody really knows all the intimate details. I guess we got to wait till the, the Gianna pair drops to see and gauge what that's going to look like. Before it's passing, things were fairly easy to get. Like the chaos was easy. The the NBA, the NBA 2K pair was easy if you knew somebody that had the game. But once he passed, every pair that dropped, like every undefeated pair was a struggle. The Pro Tros, all the fives were, were hard. Yeah. I mean, the Grinches were a nightmare. Like that was, an, I mean, like, I think even no matter what, the Grinches are going to be a nightmare because, like, that's just too iconic of a shit yeah. at this point. But I guess all in all, to answer the question, I mean, like, day one was, like, a dream and, like, now it's reality. Now we just all trying to navigate what can realistically happen and what Nike can do to make sure everybody's accommodated or at least it looks like they're trying to accommodate. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I know, like, I mean, I think you could look at it two ways, right? Like, I mean, of course, like Daryl said, you know, first day, yes, you know, it's back. We're back. You know, we're going to get more stuff. Optimistically, maybe, you know, how, like, Vanessa was like, saying, one of the issues was, you know, not making enough for, like, you know, for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe they negotiate that. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, you know, it's it's going to be, like, a decent amount. I mean, I kind of joked around it, like, hey, you know, like people were like saying, oh, why are you so happy? You're still going to take that L. Like, I know, but at least resell went from 6,000 to maybe like 800, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it's granted, you know, it'll still take me about a couple of months to save up for it. But, you know, in my mind, it's reachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Nike, right? Like, I mean, I think I said this once, like, uh, hype is still currency. You know, like, sure. they're not yeah. just going to throw a million pairs out there just to make everybody happy. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not really good for business, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, just like Daryl said, man, it's like it's like a wait and see. You know, we'll, we'll see how the Giannis, the Gianna pairs come out, like, see how much else people take, um, see how the new, you know, how they release it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, right now, just being optimistic, like, Kobe's are back. We're finally going to get more pairs. Because it was, it was a weird thing where last year it was just like nothing like you know like it was like nothing it was weird like mama day happened like 824 and nothing i mean there was more t-shirts of like independent companies coming out with kobe's than nike putting out anything yes good point yeah, so you know glass half full i'm hoping i get you know there's more pairs just because of you know that's one of the complaints so if kind of agreed on the deal that maybe that that was one part that was kind of like with nike was like okay we'll give you a little bit more pairs to release so yeah, I mean, at least that's that's what I think about that one. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Like, in terms of just stock levels, yeah. You, I mean, you you brought up a good point in terms of, you know, just not having a lot of pairs available. And you know, hopefully, this means that you know, not that they signed a new deal, a new contract, they'll start to take that into consideration. Because I know Kobe's passing obviously was untimely, very tragic, and you know, the protros that were released after his death, you know, those were probably in production maybe a year or two before he passed. So, you know, Nike, knowing what the sales were for Kobe's uh, while he was still alive, didn't make that many. And then unfortunately he passed and there's no way that they're going to go back and start making more. Um, so whatever was already in production kind of released. And then now you have this heightened demand for his sneakers because now that he's passed, more people want them, but there was still that same amount that was in production. Or at least that's what the theory that I th- you know, think uh, uh, is in terms of just sneaker production, because when you say a sneaker is going to release in January of 2020, uh, 2020 or whatever, those sneakers were probably, you know, thought about 
maybe a year ago, maybe even more than that. So yeah. whatever the production number was, was done in, you know, 2018. So there's no way they're going to go back and change that. But now that you started a new contract, now that you know what the demand is, now, you know, there's, you know, possibly new colorways that are coming out, you know, they would probably talk about um, maybe stock levels being a little bit higher because they know that the popularity is there. So, you know, for the, yeah. for the Kobe collectors out there that really want the sneakers, you know, yeah, I mean, they're still going to, you're not going to be able to satisfy everyone or be able to give one a pair to every single person, but at the same time, maybe it'll be a little bit easier than it was previously. Yeah, I think I think it's also going to be interesting to see in terms of stock and production. If they've bumped it up, when we're actually going to see that bump affect the consumer, because <laughs> I think a lot of, there were rumors that there were, you know, multiple Pro Tour 6s that were set to release. And I don't know if even with the new deal, if they would have gone back to produce more pairs of the colorways that they had planned to release. I don't know if like, you know, if, if they protro like the sevens next, if we won't see a bump until the sevens start coming out. So I think that'll be interesting to see if we're going to hopefully get more stock right away or if we're still going to have to wait like a year, especially with all the supply chain delays right now. Yeah, definitely. And and they've already mentioned, or at least Vanessa, I think, or whoever it was, was, you know, like we've seen it in social media that that Gianna pair is going to be the first one that comes out, you know, now after this, you know, new contract. So do you think, and, and Will's holding up the pair right there, the black and white pair. It's got the, the Mamba it's Academy sad. logo on the back, right? Super it's dope sad. pair, I mean crazy but you know pros and cons to that too i mean that was a pair that was unreleased you know a couple people got their hands on it you know i've I've heard stories about you know a shop accidentally sent out pairs that were supposed to be i guess the all-star pair whatever the story was but you know vanessa says she didn't approve of you know that being the final version or approve that you know i guess be going out for sale so do you guys think that maybe there'll be a change to that colorway? Like, will they, you know, make some adjustments to that? Like, maybe that wasn't the final version and, you know, there could be some version. So, I mean, you know, Will probably heard the news and she was saying that she's going to release that pair. And, you know, I'm sure as a collector, you think, oh, man, now my pair is not as special anymore. But at the same time, yeah, you could be, you know, you could be thinking, well, it's great. Other people can get the pair too as Kobe collectors. But does that also mean that, you know, there could be some changes to it? I mean, I don't know. If there's changes to it, then, like, sign me up for the, the second pair. But me and Rich have them. So <laughs> Rich pointed me out to them on eBay and everything. So, like, I had to get them. It was around May 2021 when I got Like, it took a month for them to arrive. And I was panicking every day because they were being shipped from overseas. And I was like, where is this? And I thought it was, I thought it got stolen like through customs and everything. Mm-hmm. Like somebody opened the box and like, they knew what it was cause they heard the news, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how many pairs they produce or if they already had them in the ware- warehouse, like what are the right. production dates that they go back and make more with the news of Kobe's back. Kobe Kobe's are coming back. Like, it was like great the first day. And then like Daryl said, and Mark, like you kind of let reality sit in, like, are we going to really get more? We don't know. Like they're not going to bump up production so that a hundred thousand 
Kobe fans will be able to get them. Like we're not going to, I don't think we see those numbers or even close to like a Jordan 11 number, like at Christmas time. I don't think we see those numbers and everyone's going to still be paying like higher prices, but I'm hoping to get a second pair of the Giannas just to see if there are any changes, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, the Kobe line, just Kobe as a player too, like I felt like it was necessary for Nike to sort of, get that contract back again i know vanessa um you know obviously for her it was you know a huge loss for her and her family and you know that's not the first thing that's on her mind is to keep this going but you know for nike you know and and just kobe's legacy in general i think the two of them working together to bring this contract back it does do a lot for his legacy and just to keep his memory there and you know kobe was such a, a positive influence not just in basketball but just across the globe so you know, for Nike just to, to to make sure that they get that contract back, I think it was important for Nike. But like, you know, what do you guys think in terms of the importance of just keeping that legacy alive? You know, I mean, for you guys, Kobe fans, you know, you're going to say it's it's definitely something that's really important. But just for people across the world that just idolize Kobe, you know, how important is it just to, you know, keep his memory there in terms of the sneakers and apparel? I think you have to give a lot of credit to Nike is one of those moments where, I mean, while everybody was frustrated with the way they approached it or the fact that negotiations, I guess, broke down, stalled, and I mean, I guess eventually ended at some point. But the fact that they listened to um, not just the fans, but, you know, I, I know for a fact that, you know, players were complaining. I mean, I guess listening also to the data that said, you know, Kobe's were, were and are the number one, you know, worn shoe in the NBA. Also, you know, knowing that, like, at some point, like, everybody's going to be running out of pairs from, you know, collegiate players to high school players. And I don't want to say most importantly, but, you know, the people that they pay, the NBA players, and they're, they're running out of pairs. Like, you know, you can only cycle, you know, pairs as a six, five, 200 and pounder, for, you know, so many games, you know, for them to be effective. So I think that, and, you know, the outcry from the fans, and I think just the simple fact they wanted to try to preserve, his legacy. And I think, I think even for future signings, you don't, it don't, I think if I was a, a player or somebody that wanted to be endorsed by Nike, I definitely would bring up like, you know, how are you, how are you going to approach contracts if I pass, you know, unexpectedly, like, what is, what does this look like for my family? What does it look like for mm-hmm. my legacy? If I sign, like, I'm sure whoever had contract renewal dealings with Nike, I'm sure that probably came to the table. So I'm sure they wanted to not leave a bad taste in anybody in anybody's mouth on how they handle it, especially a powerful signature athlete as Kobe, who's brought them as much a, a lot of notoriety and um, a lot of money and a lot of everything. You know, I think there was a partnership that worked on both sides. I think that the fact that they listened to all the issues and you know reconnected with Vanessa and decided to make it work. You know, all the intimate details we probably won't know or don't know, may not ever know, but I'm, I think everybody's happy that they were able to do whatever it took to salvage and keep Kobe's name alive in one way or another. No, what a great point. I mean, yeah, like, you know, Nike has signature athletes, you know, all across, you know, different sports. So, you know, if they're going to handle this poorly, if they want to sign new athletes, they might be like, well, you know what, look how they handled the Kobe situation. Why would I want to, you know, put my name behind a brand like them if they're going to do that to Kobe? You know, who's to say they won't do that to me, right? Maybe not just even passing, you know, if you pass, but just in general, right? Like it just basically 
I just look like dollar signs to you and do you even yeah. care about my well-being, right? So yeah. well, that's a great point, Daryl. I never even thought about looking at it that way. But yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely looks bad on Nike that, you know, they were, you know, they were doing things without Vanessa's approval and especially with the untimely passing of, of Kobe, like, you know, who's to say that they won't do that to somebody else? But yeah, no, just solidifying that contract and just building that relationship back, I think it's just important uh, just for everybody. But uh, yeah, I mean, for you guys, I hate to admit it, but, you know, I'm not a Kobe fan only because, you know, he never played for my team. You know, he was a guy that, you know, you kind of almost hate him because he wasn't on your team, right? Like, he was such a great player, like 81-point game, prime example. You know, like every time I hear that, I cringe because, you know, Kobe was just so spectacular that, you know, he could score 81 on – I I would say he could score 81 on any team in the NBA, but, um, you know, just like – him being such a phenomenal basketball player, um, you know, what did Kobe mean to you guys just as a person, you know, a role model, uh, basketball icon? Like, what drew you to him and, you know, his, um, just just the way that he presented himself? I think just that he was so close to, like, Jordan. Like, he mimicked everything, like, for the most part that Jordan did. Like, you don't get Kobe without Jordan. Like, I just think that his impact on the game was so tremendous. And I think there's people that remember Kobe more than Jordan because Kobe was most recent. But I think for me, it was just, he's the most closest to Jordan. And like, I consider him top two, top three, like all time outside of Jordan and everything like that. Like it depends on the day, but um, I'm not a Laker fan. I'm like, I'm the, I'm probably the one of the, the few that like Kobe that aren't Laker, that isn't a Laker fan. So yeah, I think his, his game was so similar to Jordan and yeah, I, I just think he's the closest to Jordan that we'll ever, that, we're, that we'll ever see. And I think that's, that goes a long way for me. Mm-hmm. Rich, you were about to say something too. Yeah, I think, I think for me, I mean, it's, I think it's almost kind of cliche at this point, though, like the whole Mamba mentality thing, because people say it over and over and over again these days. But I mean, I think that really is, you know, and has been, I think we've seen the last couple of years as proof that part of his lasting legacy was that drive to constantly be the best possible version of yourself. And you could apply it not just to basketball, but literally anything that you do in your life. I mean, you could be you know, if you want to be the best doctor, the best lawyer, you know, best firefighter, you know, whatever it is, just that mentality of always striving for the best that you can possibly be, I think it made him such an icon for everybody globally that it's just constantly talked about. I mean, you, I mean, you listen to ESPN, you, it'll be mentioned, you know, a dozen times like, oh, this guy doesn't have the mom of mentality, he doesn't know how to finish games, you know, or whatnot. But yeah, I think I think that indomitable sort of will that he had to to push forward, no matter you know how many injuries he had, no, no matter what the circumstances were, to to try to get the job done, I think is something that you can apply to to anything that you're going on, that's going on in your own life, and I think that's what made him one of the things that made him so so impactful for so many people. Like uh, with me, it's uh, it's like the the work ethic and like you know the mama mentality, but the work ethic is huge. You kind of just work really hard at what you do and like combine that with the mom and out where you kind of just want to be the best version of yourself every day. I mean, I think 
I kind of gravitated more towards that when I became a dad. Because like, you know, when you got a kid, it's like, oh, you know what? This day I kind of missed doing this for my kid. Tomorrow, I'll make sure to do that one. And then like that day ends and you're like, oh, you know what? I kind of missed this one. I'm going to have to do that one the next day. So it's just like every day you try to be better, 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 better. I think that's, you know, that's like one of those things that kind of gets stuck with you. Also, you know, the whole idea of like just wanting to learn anything and everything. I kind of tell that to my kids every day. Like, uh, you know, if you don't know, you ask. You ask somebody who knows. Learn something from them. I mean, you just kind of want to learn about everything. It's funny. Like, um, I was playing basketball uh, rec league once, and there's this one kid who was like in high school, and I just liked his jump stop. And I was just asking him, "How do you do that? Like, you know, what do you practice that type of stuff?" And he's just looking at me like, "You're like 42, you know? Like, you, you should know how to do this." I'm like, "No, I mean, just teach me. Like, where do you position your foot? How do you know if you want to jump now so both feet land at the same time?" Like. You know, that, just that type of stuff. Like, you know, you just ask somebody and, you know, you can learn something from them. I think that's, I think that's a great thing. Like, I mean, I teach my kids that all the time. Like, you know, you can't give up. You know, you just ask somebody who knows something and then kind of just figure it out on your own after that. I think for me, it's just the same, the relentlessness, the, the work ethic, the, you know, the drive, the, the want to be the best and be the, you know, the determination and the self-motivation to say, you know, I'm going to be the best no matter what, no matter what I got to do. I think that's just the traits and the the qualities of Kobe that I apply to like my everyday life, not even like basketball, beyond collecting shoes. It's just like when I'm at work, like I want to be the best, you know, it's constantly like a competition or like I'm just, you know, trying to find ways to show that, you know, I'm, I'm the best. So I think those things are like the things that always inspired me and things that I've, you know, gravitated to or idolized. I mean, like, for instance, like, we all talked about Mama Mentality. Like, I'm, like, literally right now I'm in my Kobe room. So, like, I have, like, a big Mama Mentality sign right here in my oh. man. And I have, like, I have his jersey. So, like, he's, wow. like, left a, a huge imprint uh, mm-hmm. on my life. Those are the, the traits that and the qualities that I've always held up high in high regard. Yeah, no, and, and, and I agree with all of you guys, you know, like, you know, Kobe was one of those guys, he was always learning, right? He would, no matter how good he was in basketball or how good people thought he was, he was constantly trying to improve his game, uh, constantly trying to improve his life. But not only that, he was also a teacher as well. Like I, you know, you see a lot of clips of him just, you know, teaching other basketball players or, you know, even his daughter, like Gianna, like was, she was, you know, uh, joined at the hip with Kobe. And, you know, you see a lot of him, the pictures of him just, talking about basketball and like explaining basketball and him with the Mamba Academy and stuff, you know, just him being that type of role model as, you know, not only as a learner, but as a teacher, I think is just one of those things that separates him from a lot of other, maybe not just basketball players or athletes, but just people in general, where he wants to share that knowledge. He was a basketball player. He wanted the the sport to continue to grow, continue to evolve. And the stuff that he had, he wasn't trying to keep that. He was trying to share it with the rest of the world. And you saw that with the Mom Academy. You saw that with him mentoring other players and just stuff with the WNBA as well. Like he was just a big part of just all of that, which I thought was amazing about Kobe. You know, his drive and willingness to win at all costs. Like I think I was watching a video recently and it was uh, Jay Williams, I believe, was saying he got to the gym early. Was putting up shots. I'm sure you guys have seen this, but um, mm-hmm. he was putting up shots, and I think he said he got there at three, and you know he put up shots for two or three hours, and you know he's like, okay, I'm good, and then he left, and then Kobe stayed there. Kobe was already at the gym when he got there, and he stayed after he left, and after the game, he played a 
crazy amount of minutes. And after Jay goes up to Kobe and says like, Hey, like, why did you stay so long in the gym? He's like, cause I saw you working and I, I wanted to prove to you that no matter how hard you worked, I was willing to outwork you and work harder. Just that drive and willingness to be better than everyone at anything like was just, it's, it's, I think it's unmatched. Again, you guys all talked mm-hmm. about it, the mama mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And, and you know, it's one of those things where you, it, it was so devastating that, you know, we lost such a, 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 you know, just a great person in general, but will we see the league continue to evolve? Like I know a lot of these players, you know, specifically ones that, you know, were very close to Kobe. So, or like even collected issues too. Like we, DeMar DeRozan was a Raptor and, you know, we saw a lot of his sneaker collection just as Raptors fans and his, you know, he's got crazy Kobe collection. Devin Booker is another one of these guys. So, you know, I feel like, you know, will you see young players like that just continue to preserve his legacy and just, you know, be that type of player and help to grow the league in the future? I hope that's the case. It's hard to compare because he was such a, you know, he just, the love that he had kind of outweighed everything. Like he kind of didn't care about the money or the notoriety or the fame. Like he really just wanted to perfect his craft and be the best and like chase his idols records, you know? So I, I don't know if every player has that same mind or that, you know, that men, that mama mentality, Mm-hmm. But I think there definitely are some bright spots or some, you know, some bright stars. I don't know if they'll be as locked in or focused as Kobe was, but there's definitely a lot of players out there that he, you know, he's worked with or he's instilled different things or planted seeds in their brains, like Tatum, like DeRozan, mm-hmm. you know, players like that, you know, Kyrie, different players like that. Now, now will they be as focused or, you know, take the game as serious as, as he did? You know, the jury is still out on that. Sure. But I definitely think he's left a huge mark and not just men's basketball. I think women's basketball too. So I think like he's already planted seeds in like high schoolers and like collegiate level. So I think, you know, it's something that the jury's still out on, you know, how big of an impact, you know, we have yet to see, because he's already left a huge impact and we are already seeing the fruits of his labor. So it's just a matter of the, how the rest plays out. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. uh, just going off of Daryl's point about uh women's basketball, I mean, I think there was a, what was it the other day? Uh, a women's player on on UConn got interviewed by ESPN and was asked, you know, if Kobe was here, what would he say to you? And uh, she said, he'd tell me to go win this fucking shit, you know, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think I think you'll definitely see his his legacy live on in players like that, or like even like you know somebody like Giannis, who he challenged on Twitter to to be MVP. I mean, the mm-hmm. the guy he. His knee went backwards last year and he came back, you know, and just was going crazy in the finals, you know, dropped that 50 piece to Mm -hmm. to clinch. You know, I think all that kind of stuff, you know, is going to hopefully live on and and players like him and some of the others that we've already talked about. So I think that part will be secure. And, and, you know, I don't know if they'll be quite as good as Kobe necessarily, but, you know, I think there's still going to be a lot of great young talent going forward who, can look to him as sort of a role model still. And I think now that the partnership's been renewed, hopefully it'll also help his legacy continue moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you, you guys all brought up some great, great points. And, you know, I think just as a basketball fan, you know, I think a lot of people can say that, you know, Kobe was one of those guys that he just brought the game to another level just with his relentlessness, his Mamba mentality 
know, he's definitely left that mark with a lot of these younger players. And like Daryl said, I, I hope that's a case where, you know, the seed's been planted. We'll see that blossom into something in the next five to 10 years with these young players. But yeah, I mean, the starting point here is that, you know, Nike has renewed that partnership. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we will see new things with apparel, charities, or, you know, that type of thing with the Kobe estate. So I'm happy for, for you guys as Kobe collectors that, uh, you know, we have, you know, something to look forward to. But at the same time, you know, I appreciate all of you guys just sharing those stories with us, sharing your collections with us, giving us your thoughts and just spitting that knowledge because Kobe's line is one of those lines where, you know, you, you, you do have those hardcore collectors and there are people that are now kind of on the outside looking in and, you know, they want to be a part of that. And, you know, you guys have definitely shown, you know, just uh, your support for Kobe and just being able to provide some of that knowledge, you know, which I think a lot of these younger collectors really appreciate. It's, it's to the point now where Kobe's are just all hype right now, right? So people don't know about the history behind him. And I mean, you know, it's good that we have guys like you that can, you know, kind of start to talk about it a little bit, right? People know Kobe's are popular now because they're going for a lot of money and, you know, passed away and they're sought after, right? But no one knows the history behind it. Like Daryl, I know you talked about that. Um, what was it the the snake pit pair or the one where he, he jumped snake over pool? the snake yeah, pool snake pair, pool. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I bet you if you showed anyone that who like isn't into it, they would not know what that is. They have absolutely yeah. no clue what that is. If yeah. what is that like a Lakers theme colorway, yeah. like you know, yeah. right? And it's it's the lineage of Kobe's line and his history in basketball that you know you want to pass down, right? Like, you know, this was, this was the, before he had his signature shoe, right? You know, this was worn when he jumped over a pool of snakes, right? Like on a jackass commercial, right? Like, you know, stuff like that, where they're just like, oh, it's just a, like, it's just a, a, a Lakers PE, I guess. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I hope they continue. And I think they will, I think, or I think that he started to, is that the tide of women's basketball, I think is huge. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, Jonna, I mean, so sad to see her pass away like that but she was going to be the next big thing i think in women's basketball and i think mm-hmm. I, I think the WNBA has never quite been able to get to that point where it was popular enough that men and women wanted to watch it and i mean for us in canada it's been hard for us to watch WNBA for years right like it's just not really televised up here and it's not easy to get a little bit better now we have some canadians in the WNBA, and there's a little bit more of a push on that but it's just never been something I've watched. It's not around. And I, I'm, I'm trying to make a more conscious effort, I think, since Kobe passed, to, just to kind of, you know, pay more attention to it. But when he retired, that was one of the things he put most of his time and effort into was women's basketball, right? And I mean, you know, uh, Sabrina, what is it, INSQ, I believe her name is? Mm-hmm. The girl from UConn we were talking about, that's Paige Buckets, I think it is, or something like that. Beckers. Beckers, Beckers. Beckers sorry. I, I, Maybe, well, Bucket, yeah. Buckets, Buckets is the IG yeah. name, I think. <laughs> Um, buckets. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, same thing right like you know he was going to all these college games and he was you know mentoring these young girls which i think mm-hmm. is just it's huge right like i mean he did spend some time mm-hmm. with some nba players but you know like he spent majority of his time with women basketball players right like i think if i remember i think he did one week with nba players like where tatum came out DeRozan came out maybe Giannis came out Kyrie was out i think for but that was it. Like, other than that, he was always working to develop the women's basketball game. So I, I, I always thought, especially after he passed, I always thought that was really cool. And I, I really respected that. And I love how NBA players have now taken up that torch. Yeah. You see them all wearing the WNBA hoodies, 
they're going to their games, which I think they were still doing before, but it's more of a like, there's more of a support system going that way for the WNBA, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Appreciate all the knowledge that you guys spit. You know, just been a, an absolute pleasure. I know when Will was on our first episode, he said, you know, you guys, you got to meet these guys. We got to talk Kobe stuff. And, you know, I've been following you guys on IG after he mentioned you guys and just in awe of what you guys have collected over the years and just yeah. being able to share that with people, I think is, is the greatest thing because, you know, having a collection is one thing, having the knowledge is, is another thing too, but being able to share that with people who maybe don't necessarily know as much as you guys know with Kobe. That's what the sneaker culture is all about. And I, and I appreciate that from you guys. So thank you again for jumping on with us. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. Well, thanks for having us, man. And, and we, we did, we, we had you on in, during basketball month, so this kind of worked out well, but there's an unofficial Kobe day that we're going to be releasing this episode right before. So did one of you guys want to talk about that? Because I, I wasn't aware of this before Will told us. April 13th. Yes. Yeah. It was basically Kobe's last game. Yeah. I think when he scored the 60. So <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to release on, I believe it's April 10th, I think is the, yeah, third is third. Yeah. So I believe it's April 10th. It's going to release. So it'll release right before that. But it was kind of <laughs> cool. It was kind of cool when we mentioned that Will's like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a Kobe day. I, I or sorry, a mama day in, in April. And I didn't really put that together. I, I always think of it as 824. So I, I I didn't really even put that together. So glad we were able to get you guys on for this. This is transition into shout outs. So uh, anyone have any shout outs they want to shout out before we finish this off? Nothing really. <laughs> Will? I'll shout out my guys, um, Anton, Joe, Leo, Ramel, Carlos, AJ. So those have been my guys for a while. Shout out my wife for letting me do this again. <laughs> well, the kids are upstairs. So it's always tough at nighttime. So, but we made it work. Got the youngest down. But then shout out um, Mark, Rich, and Daryl. Like we've been talking for years. And one of the coolest things that happened, like Daryl and Mark did an all Kobe table with their friend Jason. And it was like the best thing ever. Like seeing all those Kobe's under one roof. It was at a lo- one of the sneaker shows. And I hadn't seen Daryl in like years at that time. I never met Mark until that point. Rich, I'm just seeing his face for the first time ever. But we all have been talking for years, like Kobe's. And, it, and it's definitely cool to have like, just like a bond over a person and just a shoe line as important as Kobe is. So shout out to, to these three guys. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to follow suit and, and give these guys their flowers and shout them out. I think people don't know, like, when you have a partnership or it's like you're not the only one and, and you do something like a podcast or an Instagram page or any type of business or anything, like, there has to be a certain amount of camaraderie and and togetherness and some type of bond or something that keeps the fire you know fueled like if I don't talk to anybody else like I know I'm going to be in the group chat like whether it's like getting a joke off or talking about Kobe news or you know Rich is like sending like a link for somebody to buy something or you know it's, it's like it's like if nothing like if nothing else like goes as follows in a day like I know like a text or two is going to be exchanged in that group chat. And I think people don't know, like when it's a group effort, like the amount of work and the type of page that we have where like information is 
one we're like we're we're back dating things like from the kobe line that so far we're like internet information and sneaker knowledge was so scarce so like mm-hmm. when it's like my day to like post a shoe and i'm like yo where y'all getting this from and they're like yo go to getty <laughs> images and like look at the date and search the date then i gotta yeah. like go back and google the box score and see how much <laughs> like nobody like like people don't know that so they just see like oh the bread 11s or like oh yeah. the Cooper 11s or he wore these in all like nah because like Sometimes, you know, their their posts we get really intricate or like, you know, more so Mark and Wayne, like what he wore, how many points he scored, you know, what he scored the game before that and after that, you know, what car he drove, what he ate for dinner, what was his preview. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> posts get real intricate. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give these guys flowers, you know, like because people don't know, like when you get that intimate about, you know, a shoe line and it's not just like one colorway then we move on like we'll be literally detail every shoe every colorway every iteration every side you know every piece of the line is is the goal you know and we're starting from the first one and you know we're going to work our way and we have worked our way so like the amount of time effort and resources and research that goes i think that people that just go and just like and go about their business or follow their page and go about their business they don't know the the amount of effort or, or like work that goes into that so i'm my shout out is dedicated to these guys that's my shout out we'll say running our team page i can see the work that must have to go in because i see the mom insurance stuff and you know like i'm not posting anything that intricate or that detailed right but i know like for the very little that i'm posting the amount of like thought and effort that i put into it like i can only imagine what has to go into it when you're sourcing getty images photos you're talking about pre-game meals like the dates and all that kind of stuff like you know i'm not doing anything that anywhere near that intricate so yeah kudos to you guys i definitely see the work that you put into those posts like so tomorrow's my day to usually post and like I try to find on foot photos. Nobody wears their Kobe's anymore. It's so hard to. Like, I'm going back years. Yeah. Like, I still try to keep it. I just still try to wear my Kobe's, like Kobe threes. Like I'll break them out. Like the day I post is when I'm wearing them. Like and I'll yeah. go places. Like it's so hard to find somebody that wears a hyperdunk. Do it, but it'll probably be something new, like a new pair, because there's so many hyperdunks that haven't been posted by us. So I'm gonna do that tomorrow. So it's definitely a lot. Like we kind of joke about like how I'm doing Kawhi and load management and everything. Like, that. <laughs> like, like that's that's my day. So like, I yeah. do like a I'm like the engagement specialist and everything. <laughs> like, yeah, but it is what it is. For um, sure. Like we all, we all have our things going on outside of like Instagram and things like that. But we always, we always get our posts and everything and yeah. those details. So is Mark. And then yeah, like these guys are great. So super dope, Rich. Do you have a shout out, Rich? Yeah, shout out my wife who's currently helping keep the baby <laughs> quiet in the sleep while, while we're doing chopping it up here in the last couple of hours. Uh, I'll shout out my guy Wade at Nike. He just helped uh, bring back the Air Trainer One, mm. the newest retro. So he had had he had a hand in that and told me he's hoping to bring back the, the Air the Air Penny Ones. So Ooh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to those dropping soon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, likewise, I mean, shout out to these guys, all this sort of work that we've tried to put into the page and everything. 
I mean, I, I know for me personally, it's, I mean, it, it's been a lot of work trying to put together the posts and everything, but it's also been, you know, a lot of fun trying to do like a, a deep dive into the, the Kobe history and everything. You know, I've learned a lot of things from just going back and doing all the research and, and stuff though. So it's been, it's been fun doing that with these guys and um, the experience that we've had doing the page together so far. So shout out to them. Uh, well, I want to shout out the team too. Uh, now that we're around, just jumping ship. But uh, yeah, like you know, like like Wayne said, like you know, this page wouldn't really work if it's just like one of us or two of us. It's it's a seven day every day post, and you know, all four of us are really in there. I mean, even if it's just join at each other, making sure that somebody doesn't forget their post, <laughs> that type of deal. But, you know. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, for me, shout out uh, like like you guys. I'm gonna shout out, uh, you know, the In Kicks You Trust team. I mean, I know the rest of us, uh, the rest of them couldn't be here, just because oh, we want to focus on you guys. Shout but, out to uh, the other rich. Sh- shout out like to the guy. other rich. Shout out to Kali. Like shout out guy. to Juan. Juan is also a Jersey Jersey guy too. So would have been nice to have him on. But shout out to those guys. But also, I just wanted to shout out just because it was Air Max month last month. You know, I just wanted to shout out the guys. Akon ones. I want to shout out Star Killer. I want to shout out the Midsole Collector. I want to shout out Flippin' Laces, and I want to shout out Fry High Noble because we kind of we we met up on Air Max Day just to you know chop it up. You know we watched the Raptors game and uh, you know just had some drinks and and chopped it up on Air Max Day. But shout out to those guys as well. Super cool dudes and and uh, you know we just had a, a good night out. I want to make uh, one last quick shout out to the savior. Uh, these guys know who I'm talking about, especially Will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. In group thing. Shout out to him. Oh. It had to. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll wrap it up. I'll take Rich's part here because I, I, I don't really have a shout out this week, but Kev, you kind of got mine. Uh, shout out to everyone who did uh, the Air Max month. I always enjoy doing it. I think it, I don't know what it is. I think it's just when I do it in March, it's kind of the beginning of spring. Like you're starting to get into that weather where the snow's melting a little bit. So you can mm-hmm. wear sneakers a little bit more. And I love the exercise of going through all my Air Maxes and wearing them. Like I love that exercise every spring because you kind of get stuck in this rut I find with sneakers where you're just like, I like these four Air Maxes, right? But you forget about all these other pairs that you have. You're like, oh, this is really cool. Oh, I really like this pair. I haven't worn this in a while. So I enjoy the exercise of going through all my Air Maxes every month or sorry, every March and just kind of like, I like this. I like this. I like this. So shout out to everyone who did Air Max month. I definitely wore Jordans today. No questions asked first day, <laughs> but, but shout out to everyone that did the Air Max month. It's always fun to do that, but I will be stopping taking some sneaker photos for at least a month or so. Cause it's a, it's a lot of work to have to do a photo every day. I, I know yeah. Will, you, you do, you yeah. do photos a lot too, but yeah, like it's, it, it's a lot to have to shoot it, to pick the photo, to edit it a bit, like, you know, post it, like it's an hour thing to do every day. So yeah, shout out to everyone that did that. And then just thank you to you guys for joining us from Mamba Insurance. All of you, like, we appreciate it. Um, I think Kobe's so much more popular than he was back in the day now after he's passed. But I think there's so much that people don't know, right? They just see Kobe's as this unobtainable shoe and they don't, you know, there's no history behind it. And I love having guys like you on to kind of discuss the Kobe and his lineage and Appreciate you guys jumping on. I thought this was a perfect fit for uh, for basketball month. And the news that, you know, Kobe's are coming back to Nike in whatever quantity. Hopefully it's a larger quantity than smaller. But 
was was perfect for this so the timing <laughs> couldn't have been better for this so thank you for jumping on all of you we we really appreciate it thanks for having us that was great <laughs> thank guys, you so much guys yeah appreciate you guys jumping on guys as always you can find us on instagram at in kicks we trust make sure you use the hashtag in kicks we trust for a potential feature i am trevor fernandez and you can find me on instagram at trevsky 63 kev where can they find you uh yeah you can find me on instagram kevin k man mark where can they find you on instagram Find me on Instagram at uh, hyperdunks24. And Rich, where can they find you? RL underscore Wayne. I have to say, usually Rich in our group, yeah, usually Rich in our group is the last person we do. And having to say, and Rich really threw me off there for doing these <laughs> shout outs. <laughs> uh, uh, Will, where can they find you? Med DMX God. And Will was on one of our previous episodes, episode 61. So if you guys haven't taken a listen to that, make sure you go back and listen to that one. And Daryl, where can they find you? You guys can find me at brother underscore D. That's B-R-O-T-H-A underscore D. Awesome. And then also, you know what? Tell them about you You have another Kobe page too. Another Kobe page you guys can follow is KB824. Yeah, check that one out too. That That one's a really good one too. And then, of course, at Mamba Insurance Co. is the Instagram page that the four of them collectively, they manage. So thank you again to you guys. Awesome. Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We will see you all next week and be legendary. Legendary.